Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath, April 10th, we look at Lesson 2, Covenant Primer. Let's journey together as we see how God's covenant of trust is oftentimes upheld by God, but broken by man. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, this is Lesson 2, and our memory text for this, uh, Covenant Primer, is actually coming from Exodus 19, verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all time, for all the earth is mine. And this is from Exodus 19, verse 5. Yeah, what a great way to start is just looking at God's promise, God's covenant, his everlasting covenant. We kind of started down this path last week. Yeah, we did. Continuing down this as to what exactly is this whole covenant thing about? Yeah, I, I, I love this and I want to continue on with it. So let's look at covenant basics during Sunday's lesson. Absolutely. Genesis 17 verse 2, And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think really the key there is understanding this word covenant. It kind of talks about the Hebrew word, yes, uh, bereith, which is this... Uh, beautiful word uh, that basically um, it's similar to you know when someone dies they have their will they have their uh, covenant it's it's some way it's it's meant to signify a special relationship between two different people mm-hmm. and so that's that's really what it's all about is what is this relationship and so it could be very formal such as you know the the old old testament sacrificial system abraham's making sacrifices you have this idea uh, again of covenant this relationship between god and, and abraham or others um and the idea is is that it's it's not a, necessarily a relationship of equals it's a relationship uh between two different people two different statuses mm-hmm. um and showing faithfulness or allegiance to that person that's very true uh and I, I love that you put it there that you can't have a one-sided covenant. This has to be an agreement between the two, right? Yeah, it's a willing uh, yes. partnership, right? So someone has to accept it. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that covenant looks like uh, with Noah, Buster. You know, at Genesis uh, six eighteen, it's there written in our, our Monday's lesson. It says, But with thee I will establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, and thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy, wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And it, it asks this question, it says, it's, it's asking us, was this one-sided? Mm. Uh, and then it asks us to remember the idea that a covenant implies more than one party. Did Noah have to end, uh, did Noah have his end of the of the deal to uphold? And what lesson is there for us to answer these questions? So basically he's looking at it. Was God imposing his will upon them? Yeah. No, like yeah. Noah had every right to say, no, thanks God. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got this. Which ultimately is the question of all covenants. God is throughout the Old Testament is saying, trust me mm-hmm. and I, I, I will take care of you. I'm not a God who forces. Exactly. Yeah. And mankind has always said, no, thanks God. We got this. Except for he's found these faithful few men that will say, okay, God, 
I will accept your your covenant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I will move through with it. And and God even forgives when they mess up with the covenant, right? Exactly. Uh, we're going to get into uh, with Tuesday's lesson with uh, Abram mm-hmm. uh, messing up with the covenant, but yet God still stays true to His part of the covenant. Uh, I I remember a, a church member who mm. uh, they hired a contractor and. Yeah. They paid $20,000, which was the full covenant uh, up front, if you will, yeah. right? The full contract up front. And they have held their end of the bargain, and this uh, contractor took their money, and he ran off. Uh, and you look at that, and you're saying, man, that is so messed up. That is so wrong. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Yeah. And you realize that's what we do with God. Mm. God has played it all in full, and a lot of times we don't uphold our end of the bargain. Yeah. So what happened with the couple? They, they sued him, and they oh, got mercy. some of the money back, but... You recognize that not everyone's good to go to covenant with. God is the best to go to covenant with, but we're not. <laughs> Sorry if that spoiler alert, right? Well, you know, and sometimes I think we tend to put things in our own hands or we tend to treat God as if we are equals, you know, coming to this partnership when we realize really that we actually need help, that sense of dependence, our need of God, and God is the one, who, the source that can provide the, the help in that covenant relationship that the, each of us needs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Michael, I, I want to now look at this covenant with Abram. I know I mentioned it just a few mo- seconds ago, but please. Sure, yeah. Let's dig right in. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 is this key text. Uh, one of the most famous texts that relate to covenants is this beginning um, that the Jewish people today point back to this, you yes, know, as, the, as their uh, beginning of, of the Jewish race. Um, And it says, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you and I'll make of you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I'll curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. And I just think this is such a a beautiful passage, beautiful reminder that kind of uh, takes us back to um, really what uh, uh, the whole theme of covenant itself. Here's God saying to to Abram, hey, I I want to, I really want to bless you and I care about you and I've provided this uh, whole opportunity uh, and I want to be in relationship with you. And, and you have to kind of imagine just a little bit uh, Abram's uh, viewpoint too at that same point. You know, yeah. he's having to leave everything behind and step out in faith and go to a completely new culture and country and, and everything else. And, 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 and ultimately, even more than that is a new place to live and all that. But the, this idea that in you will all the families of the earth be blessed and in other words this this promise of redeemer of redemption that that this is going to this this is going to be the result somehow through this uh covenant relationship you you know i i I think of because i i truly believe abram believed it he probably felt overwhelmed right oh yeah i would be after his wife turns 100 he's like uh yep there goes that idea yeah that what how's that gonna happen and god is showing it's not through your power it's not Mm. through your manipulation it's not through whatever you're gonna do it's through my power right yeah so we signed that we signed the covenant we agree to it Mm -hmm. but god's power is the one that carries it out Mm -hmm. and i think that's an important lesson to, to realize and recognize yeah, I, I love that. And and just part of that is this idea coming back to going forth. Abram went forth, you know, that Ooh. step out in faith. It wasn't just one single step. It was a journey of a lifetime 
of a relationship step by step. Uh, there were some setbacks along the way. Lots of them. <laughs> uh, but yet God was there through all of that, still continuing to guide Abram. Um, and, and again, he didn't force, like you said, but as he was willing uh, to be made willing, as he was willing to to go into this new land as an adventure and, and, and God blessed in such amazing ways that I'm sure he would have never dreamed or imagined. Um, well, we've looked at uh, Noah, we've looked at Abram, uh, Buster. Tell us a little bit about Moses. How, how, what's the covenant look like with Moses? You know, there's actually, once again, some uh, overlay with the mm-hmm. covenant with Abram here, Exodus 6, verses 1 through 8. It's, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of out, uh, out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I, uh, I am the Lord. I appear to Abram, to Isaac, to Jacob as God the Almighty, but my, by my name the Lord I was uh, not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan and the land of the pilgrimage in which they were strangers. He's talking about all these different things he's done. And and then it goes down here to verse six. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord your God. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Mm. We see that God's hand is just with them. He's taking care of them. He said, I'm, I was with the Abraham. I was with Isaac. I was with Jacob. I'm going to be with you as well. And it says, what covenant was God talking about? That they would be as numerous as, this, uh, as the sand is on the shore, right? Yeah, yeah. As, as telling them, uh, just remember those covenants of old because these covenants have fluidity through them. They're not just uh, they're they're not just linear in this way, but they're mm-hmm. fluid as well. Mm-hmm. So the promises I made of old, I will continue to make with you. Wow. Um, and also, how was the Exodus to be a fulfillment of of his part of the covenant promise? Because if God didn't have if the Exodus didn't happen, then their lineage would have ceased. Yeah. And God would not keep his promises, but God always keeps his promises. Mm. And also, we see the parallel that we can find between God promised. Uh, the people here, they promised with Noah before the flood, which is, once again, he's not going to leave them nor forsake them. Yeah. Uh, just as he is with them and repopulating the land after that, he's going to be with them as making sure that, once again, he's going to keep his part. Will you keep yours? Well, that just keeps coming back to this theme that God is such a gracious and loving God, and he's the he's the better end of the deal, so to speak, right? He is. <laughs> that, that we're the ones that kind of, you know, children of Israel that and the stories of the Bible, they're the ones that kind of let go of the of the covenant. They they are forgetful or they lose faith or whatever, or they just kind of look away for just a moment, but God never does. No, he doesn't. He is always the one who's faithful, and I just love that And as you're, you know, these moments uh, that you describe that uh, sometimes they can look a little bit bleak from a human perspective, and yet God takes glory in showing his strength in our weakness. You, you know, speaking of bleak, <laughs> let's talk about, oh, let's talk yeah. about the covenant with us, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're still under a covenant. Tell, tell us about this new covenant, Michael. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people kind of get uh, mixed up because they say, well, old covenant, new covenant. They're kind of thinking maybe like Old Testament, New Testament or something like that. Let's go give a clue here. It's still fluid. <laughs> <laughs> right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but that's not really the idea here because no. the idea is, is God saves and that never changes. Yeah. And so um, here you have God working through 
through ancient Israel. And, um, and interestingly enough, this is one of the powerful arguments against that kind of Old Covenant, Old Testament, New Covenant, New Testament, is this idea of a new covenant is actually in the Old Testament. Mm. And that's our passage here, our key scripture text here uh, in Jeremiah uh, chapter 31, verses 31 to 33. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a... New covenant. new covenant, right? <laughs> I'll make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares mm. the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. And I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Amen. And it's just such a powerful passage because, I mean, really what we see is God's working ultimately all throughout Scripture, all throughout salvation history for his purposes to save humankind. And so as God is doing that, God keeps looking for one way. And if that doesn't work out, he'll try a different way. And he yes. keeps going back and yes. forth. And, and so he works with ancient Israel. He, he has the the... Um, the children of Israel. And, and you know, I, I think really what this passage is talking about in the context of Jeremiah is they, they had taken all those good things that God had intended to teach them about him, and they had made it so formulaic and so yes. wooden and hollow that as if by, like, keeping the Sabbath that that would somehow save you or all of these religious forms and rituals, they had make them an, made it into an end in and of itself. Yeah. And, 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 and by contrast, God's saying, not really, that you kind of missed the point, <laughs> point here. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know what, Michael, as, yeah. as you're speaking there, I, I mentioned the word bleak earlier. It's bleak yeah. because yeah. God did something that's amazing. At the same time, it can be daunting, which is he now plays a responsibility corporately, not only corporately, but also now here individually. Yeah. And the corporate usually likes to control the individual. But at the end of the day, God is saying, you as a person, it's your responsibility whether mm -hmm. to follow me or not. Yeah. Right. So you no longer have to go through Moses. I am your Moses. Right. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. the. When Christ said this is the new covenant in my blood, all salvation leads to Christ now. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to return to Christ. Yet it's also our corporate responsibility to remind us as individuals what our responsibility is. Love it. Uh, so hopefully uh, it's not bleak for us. It is actually bright because our eyes are fixated on Christ, who is the brightest ever, right? Yeah, and and I just want to come back to this. You know, the the covenant never changes. So no, there's it not a, there's not a discontinuity between the old and new testament or the old and new covenant. Excuse me. Um, th this is still God's everlasting covenant. That's what this uh, Sabbath school quarterly is really focused on. Is this e idea of everlasting covenant. And I just love that because God never changes in his purposes towards you and me and any of our listeners that, that hear our voice. God loves you. And he says, I want you to be in heaven and spend eternity with me. Amen. You know, uh, I love that the lesson uh, here for you, Michael, brings up 31, 34. Mm -hmm. no, man shall, uh, no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. They shall all know me from the least of these to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Mm. What 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 richness we can hold on to this right yeah means i don't have to go to dr michael campbell any longer for no, salvation no, no. please right? don't don't buster <laughs> but what about those indulgences you made me pay last week <laughs> oh, don't, don't tell anyone <laughs> but what, what joy we have now because we now have yeah. an advocate yeah straight through 
God himself, yeah. Jesus Christ. You know, it's interesting. I was teaching Ellen White writings class this morning, and one of the challenges we have as Adventists is, like, even the health message, which is meant to be a yes. huge blessing for us <laughs> and to lead us closer to Christ. And I was just telling the students that, you know, uh, when the health message points to a Jesus and it makes us happier and more loving and lovable Christians, we got the, it's kind of this litmus test to know if we're kind of on the right, right track. But there are some people that make the health message into an end itself too, right? Yes. And I just noticed uh, as we were talking about this, I saw lots of heads nodding from my <laughs> students. Like, they, like they, oh, not again, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they could, I could, they're clearly, you know, could empathize and understand exactly what I was talking about. But but all and those are meant to be good things. Yes. But if, if we make that a means to solve, we all have our different ways that we like to do that, and and those are they're all good things. Just like keeping the Sabbath, um, and it's talking about this with ancient Israel, all those things mm -hmm. that God had meant as lessons for them, uh, but they had become hollow. And and Jesus says, Hey, I, what I really want is your heart. I want to write uh. your laws on my heart. And and I just think that's such a beautiful thing that. Um, Adventism is at its very best when we keep Christ at the center of our Adventist experience. Or, to put it another way, Adventism is at its very best when we allow Christ to penetrate to the deepest parts of our heart and surrender to Him. You know, I, uh, bringing this point home, uh, mm -hmm. last class period as a class, we're discussing John chapter 13, mm -hmm. 1 through 38, and 34 and 35 talks about love one another, you know, this is the new commandment I give you. And the student says, we don't do that very well as Adventist. Ouch. And you know what? And I share it with her. I said, you know what? You're, you're, you're right in a lot of aspects, but I will say this. Mm -hmm. If you're waiting for the responsibility to fall on everyone else, you're mm -hmm. going to be waiting for a very long time because yeah. the responsibility relies on you. Wow. A lot of times we're saying, I'm not being loved enough. And mm -hmm. God is asking the question, are you loving enough? Mm. I mean, our responsibility is to be models, ty uh, typos, mm -hmm. uh, typos, which is a type of Christ mm -hmm. in other people's lives. But as, as Christians, as Adventists, sometimes we're waiting for the world to do that for us. And God is saying, no, I'm calling you to be my ambassador. I want to do it through you. What are you waiting on? <laughs> I've been waiting on you for an eternity. Yeah. When are you going to start? And so that, that's our responsibility. Start living out the covenant now. Yeah. Don't wait on anyone else. Like Ellen White says, loving and lovable Christian. Amen. Instead of pointing the finger somewhere else, point it at myself. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.